I'll be happier when. Because the problem with fallen humanity is if we don't hear what the Lord says and we don't get God's perspective on it, we're always looking for happiness in the wrong places. You know, that old pop song, you're looking for love in all the wrong places. You just swap out happiness, it's the same thing. But you have to realize that's not a new problem. Everyone wants to be happy. But what does that really mean, and how do you get there? Well, today, Pastor Daniel begins a new series aimed at answering these questions. Based on his new book, Crazy Happy, Nine Surprising Ways to Live a Truly Beautiful Life, he sets out to unpack what the Bible says about happiness and where to find it. You'll learn that God absolutely wants you to be happy, and he gives you the roadmap to get there. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Psalms 144. As he begins his message, let's get crazy happy. You know, as a pastor, you know, as someone who gets to preach the Bible, to teach people about Jesus, there's an old saying that for us pastors, you know, uh, we get to, you know, give birth every Sunday, and then we get to get pregnant again every Monday to give birth again the next Sunday, you know, and, and, and obviously it's like for all you moms out there, you're like, hold on a second, Pastor Daniel, like not quite, but, but it's like you get, you want to get filled on up and then you get to give it on out. And then as a pastor, like then you, you get to, you know, get filled up again the next day so that you can give it out again the next day. Today we're starting a series that is actually based on my brand new book called Crazy Happy, Nine Surprising Ways to Live the Truly Beautiful Life. Now, unlike a sermon, Writing a book is much more like, you know, uh, uh, having a child because it's not something that happens very quickly. It's something that takes place over time. That literally as, you know, whether it's the conception for the book and then the writing of the book. And, and, and on, on a lot of ways, unlike a sermon, there's so many people involved in uh, the book writing process. And, and, and a lot of ways, like, like having children, it's like, like I never wanted, when Lynn and I, when we had kids, like we went to a hospital and there was nurses and there was, you know, there was doctors and there was all these different people there and people were coming in and out. And, and in a lot of ways, the book writing process, process is like that because although, like, I got to write the book, it's like, you know, I, I was blessed with a, a tremendous co-writer and amazing editors and, you know, all these hands that it went through. And now, Crazy Happy Nine Surprising Ways to Live the Truly Beautiful Life finds its way into the world. And just like a child, I am so blown away at the potential of what God wants to do because I just think it's amazing when this book was conceived and when it was written and when it was, even when it was edited, we didn't realize all that 2020 was going to bring. We didn't realize that we were going to find ourselves in the, in the midst of a, just a, a global pandemic. We didn't, you know, whenever, whenever anyone thinks about 2020 in the future, it's always like, oh, yeah, we made it through 2020. But there's one thing that I know that right now for everybody that I know is everybody is at least a little bit crispy. And for a lot of people, they're really crispy. That's the word that I use for, for being fried, being brittle, when, when life is really challenging. And, and, and over time, the grind of it, you just find yourself being like, man, I'm just done. I was just talking to someone just recently, and we were talking about the, the kind of the groundhog day effect of what's going on, even where we are right now, where it's 
You know, for months and months and months, you know, we've been, you know, we're working from home. Our kids are, are distant learning. You know, we're, we're waking up, making coffee, going to the TV, finding out what's going on, going to work in our, you know, in our jammies or whatever, you know, and, and it just feels like it's never ending. And, and that takes a toll on all of us, right? And so crispiness happens. Like, like I've always said, you know, life is messy and Jesus is real, but a lot of times when life is messy, the problem is, is we get really, really focused on how messy it is. And that is very much where most of our culture, most of our society is right now, where it's just like we're in the crispy phase. And what's beautiful is this book was conceived for me in a particularly crispy phase. And if there's anything I think that we need right now is we need to figure out what's the prescription, what's the antidote, what is the how-to manual to move from crispy to crazy happy. And to be honest with you, one of the things that I love so much about what I get to do is I don't have to have any original ideas. Because my job is actually not to come up with novel ideas. My job is to tell people the ancient wisdom that is always contemporary of Jesus himself. And so the best part of what I get to do is I get to write a book about what did Jesus say? What did the Apostle Paul say? What does the Bible teach? And we get to package it in different ways. And really, crazy happy is something that I believe that all of us want, you know. It's crazy happy is a reality that even no matter where you are in life, you're like, I could use a little bit more of that. And really, this idea really is born for me out of a simple question that I get asked all the time. It's, People say, Pastor Daniel, like, doesn't God want me to be happy? And, and what's interesting is that question always comes up when things are hard. Like, the marriage is tough, and, and they're like, man, I just don't know what to do. I mean, doesn't God want me to be happy? Or maybe the job is a challenge. I mean, you're doing what you love to do, but then you're in the middle of it, and you're like, man, this is hard work, right? Many of us have has said that. Man, I, I, I felt called to this, but this is hard, Right? Doesn't God want me to be happy? And in our culture, you know, that is a question that always leads to, I'm going to change everything, right? But actually, when people ask me that question, I always answer it the exact same way. My friends, yes, God wants you to be happy. He does. God has a purpose and a plan for human happiness. Oftentimes I've, I've heard pastors, and, and I've even made the mistake myself, where it's almost like you're like, oh, everyone just wants to be happy. And so they kind of poo-poo happiness. But I realize it's like the alternative is even worse. Being unhappy, being miserable, being grumpy, being a Scrooge McDuck or whatever, you know, and it's like the alternative to being happy is being unhappy. And I'm, and like when someone's like, all I want to do is be unhappy, we think there's a problem with that because there is. I mean, if you only get one life on this side of eternity, might as well make it a happy one. And what's amazing is, is the Bible speaks about God's plan for our happiness. Listen to Psalm 144 verse 15. It says it this way. Happy are the people who are in such a state. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Can I get an amen in the house of God right now? I mean, think about what that just said. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. So listen, for the people who have put their faith and trust in Jesus, for the people who are born again, happy are the people 
whose God is the Lord. Now you got to ask yourself, if you're a follower of Jesus, are you happy right now? And I realize that as we've already started discussing, it's hard to be happy when things are challenging. And it's easy when things are challenging to be just unhappy. But it says, happy are the people whose God is the Lord. So what I am constantly learning, and really what this book, Crazy Happy, is all about. I know someone's saying, hey, hey, where do I get the book? Look, wherever you like to buy books, we have them here across. So go to my website, danielfusco.com. Wherever you like to buy books, you can get the book. Here's the deal, because we unpack this in so many different ways. But here's what you have to realize, is that so much of what God wants to do is he wants to change our perspective. He wants to give us new lenses through which to see the very things that we're going through. He wants to give us a fresh vision of who he is and what he's up to in the midst of all that's going on. So if, yes, God wants us to be happy, if happy are the people whose God is the Lord, then why right now do we find ourselves pretty crispy, pretty unhappy? Well, that answer is pretty simple. Happiness is not found where we normally look for it. Happiness is not found where you and I normally look for it. And the reason that's happens is because like when we look for happiness, we're always looking for a change of circumstance. We're looking for something external. We're like, okay, I'm unhappy, so I need to change all these things, right? And we often think that it's like, hey, I need to swap these things out. Like I need to get a different job. I need, I'll be happy when I get the promotion. You know, I'm single or I'll be happy when I'm married. Some people are married, like I'll be happy when I'm single again, right? It's like you're married, like I'll be happy when I have kids. And then they'll be like, I'll be happy when the kids get out of the house. See, it's always becomes defined by a change in circumstance. So we're always looking outside to change something to make us happy. You know, I remember this when uh, my bride, Linda, and I, you know, in in our journey as a married couple, I remember I used to say to myself, man, I'm really going to be happy when I'm not renting a house, but I own a house. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, I love where we live, but man, there's nothing greater than just calling your landlord and being like, yeah, everything's broken, you know? But, But when you own the house, then it's like when everything's broken... Who gets to fix it? You do, right? And I, sometimes I'm like, man, I was just talking to my father about this the other day. We were talking about like, you know, kind of home maintenance and some of the stuff we had to do recently in our home. And, and he's like, man, it's a full-time job keeping the house up. And I'm like, isn't it the truth? But, but what's interesting, and I'm not saying that home ownership is bad and I'm not lamenting it, but like oftentimes we think that the stuff that's going to make us happy, we end up trying it only to find that we're not happy. Like statistically, people who get divorced are less happy three years later and they think that they should have stayed in their marriage. Unless there's some kind of extraneous, horrendous circumstances. We always say, I'll be happier when? Because the problem with fallen humanity is if we don't hear what the Lord says and we don't get God's perspective on it, we're always looking for happiness in the wrong places. You know that old pop song, you're looking for love in all the wrong places. You just swap out happiness, it's the same thing. But you have to realize that's not a new problem. The idea that humans look for happiness in the wrong place is as old as humanity is. Listen to the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, a verse that every time I come back to it, I'm very convicted by it, where it says, for my people have committed 
two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So God is speaking to the prophet Jeremiah, and really what he's doing is he's concerned, he's lamenting the fact that his children, the children of Israel, had made two grave mistakes, which he says they've committed two evils. The first is that they've forsaken him, the fountain of living water. So he's saying, me who is the spring of all refreshment in life, my people have forsaken me. And why did they forsake the Lord? Because they decided to hew for themselves cisterns or or water containers. But then he says, they're broken cisterns that can hold no water. See, really what he's saying is, is that in the pursuit of what they wanted, instead of holding on to him who is the spring of all refreshment in life, humanity has this tendency to would rather than receiving it from the Lord and knowing the Lord, we make ourselves our own little water pots. But the problem is, the water pots can't hold any water. And in a lot of ways, this is the human dilemma. Because instead of holding on to the fountain of living water, we want to make things for ourselves to receive water from, but they actually can't hold the water. And that is the hamster wheel of happiness seeking in our day. I mean, like, you go on vacation, and then you need a better vacation. You you, you attain a certain level of success, but there's always the next step, right? It's like you have your friends. They've been your friends forever, but you need better friends, more, more extravagant friends. Like, it's like there's always, like, the new phone comes out, and it's like, oh, we need to get the new phone. And it's this hamster wheel of you're constantly seeking after happiness when the whole time all you're doing is you're just making for yourselves water containers that hold the water. Can we just be honest that that's what we do? If you were to just do the last five years of your life, what things are like, man, when I get that thing, it's going to make me happy. How much pursuing have we done? You know, it's just, I I see it. It's so common in my life. I I always laugh because, you know, my personality is, I'm, I'm always curious. So I can look back over my life and I can see different times when there was like, hey, I'm pursuing this thing. Like, so like when I was a musician, I needed to own every single song by every single artist I liked. It was just the way that it was. So it's like me and my buddies, we get paid at a gig and we would just run to the record store back in the day when we buy compact discs or LPs or even cassette tapes. And, you know, you just like, I got to get to there. Oh, they have a new album out. Oh, they have old albums out. Oh, they play with this. We would just collect, 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 right? But what's amazing is no matter how much music I owned, it actually never made me happy. There was always the next album to buy. So really, I was trying to find that fulfillment in that. And then, sure enough, then I come to know Jesus, right? And then guess what? You know what I do? I take the same idea, and I'm like, I need to own every single book on Jesus. And it's like you find an author, and you're like, ooh, that person wrote 30 books. Mm, you know? And then you go back to the old school authors, you know what I mean, where, where they, they weren't distracted by all this stuff. And all they did was write, and they wrote verbosely. And it's like, I have libraries of books. Now, I love books. I'm not saying that books are bad, but I never found true happiness in a book, except for the Bible, right? So it's like, you end up doing these things where you're like, I need to get this thing. I need to get this thing. And it's, it's a constant pursuit. And in a lot of ways, what I've learned is these things are not bad, but they actually don't get the job done. It's like, it, it doesn't fulfill that deepest desire of our hearts. And the children of Israel did it, and we do it still today. 
The mistake we make is we would rather than receive from God who is the fountain of living waters, we want to build our own, make our own little cisterns. We want to create something that's going to make me happy. But the problem is, is that container, it's leaky. Maybe you'll get a little water out of it for a moment. But ultimately, it's not the spring of living water. It's slowly dripping and losing. And that's the problem that we have. And that's why the happiness pursuit is such a lifelong process for all of us. But guess what? Jesus himself spoke extensively about happiness. You may be like, but Daniel, where? Well, guess what? Jesus defines happiness as being blessed. That's how Jesus defines it. Jesus defines happiness by using the word blessed. And the most famous place that we learn about these blessed people is, of course, in the Sermon on the Mount, you know? And, and what's fascinating about it is it's Jesus' perhaps his most famous teaching, but yet so few people see it as, hey, this is God's how-to manual of where happiness is found. And in a lot of ways, that's why I call this book Crazy Happy, because as you read these passages, what you begin to realize is that God's plan for human happiness is found in surprising places. Like places you just don't expect it. Like nobody would choose these places, but it's exactly what Jesus speaks about. And of course, I'm talking about Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 to 9, the famed Beatitudes. Now, I'm going to read you the Beatitudes today and make a few just preliminary comments on it. But really our series, we're going to be looking, we're going to be able to take a couple messages as we're exploring what Crazy Happy is all about. We're going to look at each one individually and kind of tease out some ideas for it. But what's interesting is that in many translations, that word that's translated in my New King James or the King James Bible as blessed is, oh, how happy is the person. Oh, how happy is the person. What's interesting is when I read you Psalm 144.15, right, Happy is the person whose God is the Lord. A lot of translations have blessed is the person whose God is the Lord. If you also look, I was reading it this morning in my devotional time. Uh, Psalm 128 verses 1 and 2. Oh, how happy is the person who fears the Lord and walks in his ways. Some translations say, how blessed is the person who fears the Lord and walks in his ways. So when you see that word blessed, it always speaks of The truly crazy happy person. So listen to what Jesus said. And I want you to allow the, how provocative what Jesus is saying is. I want you to allow it to to touch your heart. Listen to what Jesus says. says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. 
Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, the reason I call it crazy happy is because you notice just from the beginning it talks about, oh, how happy is the poor in spirit. Blessed are those, oh, how happy are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are hungering and thirsting. I mean, you don't think about humility and you don't think about sadness. You don't think about being wanting something that you don't have, being thirsty, being unsatisfied with where you are as being the context for what happiness looks like. But that's exactly what Jesus talks about. You'll realize that there's nine beatitudes here. My book, Crazy Happy, Nine Surprising Ways to Live the Truly Beautiful Life. See, Jesus, in his most famous teaching, and maybe the Beatitudes are the most famous section of Jesus' most famous teaching, the Sermon on the Mount, it begins with the definition of this is what a happy person is. Now, here's what I want to tell you. It's commonly called the Beatitudes. It's not the do-attitudes. Now, I think that's important, and you're going to want to write that down. You're going to want to tweet that. You're going to want to put that thing on your wall, because really what it's saying is that the happy person, it's who we are, not what we do. And it speaks about our identity in Jesus. Remember back in Psalm 144, verse 15? Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. This speaks about who our family is and our family identity and who we know. It's about who we are truly in Christ. And what I believe is I believe that really understanding the crazy happy life is simply us uncovering in experience in the trials and messes of real life, uncovering our truest identity, who we really are in Christ. See, so much of our pursuit of happiness is us looking for things to give us identity, but really Christianity says this is who you are in Jesus. And as we learn how to live that out in the messy crazy circumstances of life, then you realize, oh, I didn't need anything to be happy because I'm happy because of who I am in Jesus. It's so mind-boggling. Like, you don't need to do anything other than be in Jesus and literally walk in that identity for you and I to be crazy happy. But so often we want to define ourselves by relationships or status or stuff or promotions or recognition or all these things. And we all do it. But really, the truly blessed person is the person who is secure knowing who God is and who they are in Him. Jesus is real. We all want to be happy, but as Pastor Daniel shared today, that isn't found in the places you might expect. He shared that true happiness is rooted in the person of Jesus. The more you dig deep into who he is and who you are in him, the more you'll build the foundation for real, deep, and lasting happiness. You discovered that when your identity is firmly planted in the Lord, the unrelenting ups and downs of life can't rock your happiness. Everyone needs a little encouragement to get through their day, and we have a way to provide that for you. Pastor Daniel has some excellent advice, truth, 
and love to share in his two-minute messages available on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just go to JesusIsRealRadio.com and click on the social media links to find them. You won't be disappointed, and your day just might get a little brighter. Hey, everybody. This is Pastor Daniel Fusco from Jesus Is Real Radio. I'm so excited about what Jesus is doing through this ministry to change lives and restore His people. Would you consider partnering with us as we continue to share the message of Jesus here on Jesus Is Real Radio? You can find out more and donate securely online at JesusIsRealRadio.com. Thank you for prayerfully considering this. Next time on Jesus Is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel will continue to unpack how to live out the crazy, happy life that God wants for you. You'll learn more about how the secret to happiness is found in the person of Jesus. Understanding who he is, what he's done, and who you are in him will give you the solid footing you need to move through your life with peace and joy. Simply put, happiness is the overflow of a life connected to Jesus. You've been listening to Jesus Is Real Radio with Pastor Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. Pastor Daniel will continue teaching through this series called Crazy Happy. Until then, may God bless.